Hi, I'm Sylvia Sue. Welcome to More Than a Cake Store, a podcast where we'll explore stories of women in the Presbyterian Church of New South Wales who have faithfully responded with the gifts that God has given them, no matter how big or small, to the call of the gospel. And whether that skill is baking or banking, God receives it, hones it, and uses it for his glory. Our hope is that you'll be awed by God's graciousness and encouraged by these conversations to take the gifts that God has given and use them in service of him. Because after all, even a cake store in service of the king is more than a cake store. Thanks for joining us for this episode of More Than a Cake Store. We're joined by Joan Talks, a member of the Dorcas Committee of the Presbyterian Women's Association. Joan is going to tell us about the incredible ministry of Park Patrol, as women from all over New South Wales donated their funds and resources to make sandwiches, clothing and distribute it among the homeless men in Sydney Parks. The Dorcas Committee is named after Dorcas, whose story is told in Acts chapter 9. Dorcas is a woman who did many good things and acts of kindness, mainly by clothing those in need. The Dorcas Committee of the PWA has a long legacy of doing many good things and acts of kindness. And I've no doubt you'll be inspired by the faithfulness of these women as they serve their Lord God by bringing his love and care to those in need. Welcome, Joan, uh, to More Than a Cake Store. We're delighted to have you with us. Uh, can you introduce yourself, Joan? Tell us a little bit about yourself. Right. Well, my name's Joan Talks, and um, I was born and raised um, up in North Queensland. Uh, came to Sydney with the family at the end of 1946. Um was an interesting time because I uh, went and I worked at the GPO as a telephonist and I stayed there until after I was married. Then after my children came along, I put my daughter into daycare and I've always been very interested in children and working with them. I did Sunday school and then the uh, director at the preschool asked me would I like to come and help her out and work for a couple of weeks while one of the ladies was going off to get married mm. and uh, the couple of weeks ended up being about 34 years so wow. I had a wonderful time so I hope her marriage was as wonderful as my time <laughs> at the kindergarten. Oh how lovely. Then um, after I left the kindergarten I'd, I'd always been in the PWA, always interested in the work of the Dorcas Committee of the PWA. Mm. Uh, and then Park Patrol had just started. There I've been until now, till COVID said no. <laughs> okay. yeah. uh, tell us something that might surprise us about you, Joan. Oh, I don't think, I think, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> You're an open book. Well, I like to think so. <laughs> Joan, as long as I've been aware of the PWA, uh, every time somebody has mentioned Dorcas, it's been synonymous with your name. They've always said Dorcas and Joan in the same sentence. Oh my um, <laughs> which probably goes to the length of time you've been serving with the ministry and your impact with them. 
Um, it's uh, Dorcas is a committee of the Presbyterian Women's Association, the PWA. Yes. Um, can you tell us about Dorcas? Who are they and what do they do? Well, they're the committee of the PWA. The PWA kind of has committees that line up with the assembly committees mm -hmm. and Dorcas lined up with social service. As a matter of fact, uh, in October this year, the Dorcas committee will be 90. Oh, wow. Okay. Yes. Yeah. They've um, always worked with uh, people in need, um, a, lo a lot of times with the uh, refugees, and we worked with uh, Deaconess Vera Ryan at the uh, helping her with the children at the children's hospital. Yeah. Worked with Rhonda Daly. Uh, Dorcas has always been like Dorcas in the Bible, yes. doing, making things and looking after the homeless. Yes. yes. Wonderful. Um, a really significant ministry was Park Patrol. Can you tell us a little bit about uh, Park Patrol and do you know how it began? Yes, I do know how it began. One of the, um, they, the Dorcas... Uh, committee met in those days they used to meet in the fourth floor of the assembly building in margaret street um and one of the ladies um uh came was walking through winyard and a gentleman asked her did she have any food and he kept saying to her i don't want any money i'm not asking you for money but have you got any food yeah. And she said, oh, I've got an apple that I didn't eat for my lunch. Would that be helpful? And so she gave him the apple. He went on his way and she went on her way. And then she said that it was on her mind all night. Mm. And if there was that one person that was hungry in, in a place like Sydney, there must be a lot of people. Yeah. And so then they started making inquiries about it. Um, and finding out what they what they had to do to be able to legally go around and feed the homeless and mm. find out what were the best sandwiches to make, you know, for the nut nutrition and things like that. So that's, that's how it started. Yep. Then they appealed through the PWA, and this would have been about 1989, maybe a little bit earlier because it, it took a while to go through all the legal bits and um, then uh, a couple of the branches in the PWA gave a donation to get it started so that could buy the food and um, they did think first of all that uh, they would try and get a, a car and then they thought uh, that will reduce the number of people who volunteers because we're thinking 88, 89 of ladies drove but not as many as what drive now and where would we keep the car and then they decided it'd be too expensive so then they decided well they'd get a taxi then the taxi would have the phone in it so that if there was any need any problems yeah. there was the phone there in the taxi we never ever had to use it for any problems but we did use it one time because one of the men collapsed and we rang for an ambulance to come and take him to hospital that's how it that's how it all got started. Yeah. And then the women in the PWA all got behind it and off we went from there. 
And so you used to make sandwiches at um, the church offices in Surrey Hills? Yes. How often did you come together to make sandwiches? Once a week. You first started this out of Scott's Church in Margaret okay. Street and then we went to the church offices at the top of Devonshire Street and then, then to Chalmers Street. Wednesday was sandwich cutting day. Mm -hmm. um, and it was generally around about six ladies yep. uh, making the sandwiches and uh, wrapping them up and freezing them. And yeah. And then how would they be distributed? Would it be the same six ladies distributing on the same No, day? no, no. They, uh, they only came in on the Wednesday. Then Monday to Thursday, two different ladies would come in and take the sandwiches out, defrost them, and go down and get the in the taxi and go around to the to the parks. How lovely! Mm, yeah. mm. How many years were you serving with Park Patrol? I think it was about nineteen ninety one. I started. Wow. They'd, they'd, they'd not long started when I joined them. Yeah. yeah. How did that ministry impact you, Joan? Well, it impacted me. Because it was something that I felt God was calling me to do. Yeah. When you retire, you think, now what am I going to do with myself? I wonder what I could do that would be helpful. And the park patrol kept saying, park patrol, park patrol. <laughs> and so I said, right, God, if that's where you want me, that's where I'll go. Wonderful. Throughout the years, you developed some important relationships with the men you provided food for. Have there been any of those um, relationships that stand out to you still today? Yes, um, because we, we didn't always see the same men every day. And so, you know, the taxi people were always interested in what we were doing and why we were doing it. Yeah. Um, the men got to the stage where they would say, not all of them, but some of them would say, well, where, where does all this food and beanies and things come from? Mm. Um, and uh, we used to say, all the Presbyterian ladies, they're supplying all this for you. And they'd, you know, they'd say, well, wh why? My answer was always, why not? Mm -hmm. you're, you're part of God's family. Yeah. We're part of God's family. Yeah. And families help one another. I don't know what the other ladies said. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sure they probably said something of the same thing. But yeah. that was how I felt about it, yeah. that they were God's family. And I used to say to them, you know, God, God loves you. He really loves you. Mm. Uh, and they'd say, some of them just nod their head and say yes. And some would say, oh, yes, as if to say, oh, who would love me? Yeah. The way the way I am, I don't always stress, you know. Oh well, God loves you. See you know. See you next week, and yeah, yeah. I think there's something really special about um, when you when you tell people that what you're doing is because you love God and because God made them. It affirms that they were made in God's image and they have value, even if uh, the way that they're living they can feel really devalued by society. I think a lot mm. of people would walk past these men and not make eye contact, walk a little bit faster. But here are some, you know, lovely women who have come with God's love to feed mm -hmm. them and mm -hmm. actually seeing the image of God in them and the dignity mm -hmm. within them. That's really special. 
Well, you know, when when you're growing up, parents tell you not to talk to strangers and yes. and, and things like that, and so you, you you wouldn't. But then, you know, as I got older and God worked on me a bit more, I realised that He wanted me to do more than say "Good morning, how are yeah. you?" Yeah. yeah, I'm not sure if I've asked you this question, Joan, so I'm going to ask you again. How, how has the ministry impacted you? Well, maybe you have and I've got off the track. <laughs> it, it impacted me because it was something that, that I could do hands-on to show people God's love. Yeah. I'd taught Sunday school and I'd done scripture in school and that was on a different level. But Park Patrol was a really, a really hands-on. Yeah. I mean, uh, Scripture was hands-on and Sunday School's hands-on, but, but there was something, and I can't explain to you why, but there was something about Park Patrol that was, was very hands-on and really, really had my heart. And I guess when you're teaching scripture and you're teaching Sunday school, um, those kind of ministries, you're teaching it to children who already have a basis of the gospel and know it. Um, That's true. You have chosen to be there or their parents have chosen for them to be there to hear it. Whereas That's when true. You, and they've come to you, whereas when you go to the park, you're actually going out. Uh, it's that's that's people... true. Yes, thank you. That's, yes. <laughs> yeah, I, I think the difference is that you're the one actually moving towards people um, and it's so important to teach scripture in schools and it's so important to teach Sunday school but there's something really special about being sent out and I love this picture of um, lovely PWA ladies being sent out two by two going out with God's love to share food which is you know Jesus sent out to his disciples two by two that's right yeah it's a beautiful picture um it's really seared my mind because when we moved up to Woi Woi uh, there were two ladies Jeanette Stevenson and Lily Hamlin who were catching the train down lovely 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 ladies yeah catching the train down to uh, deliver sandwiches in the park and I just remembered thinking how significant it was for them both to catch a train over an hour away do this it's not easy work but they did it going forward with God's love to share food yeah. it's, it's, yeah. it's a beautiful thing yeah. yeah it's easy to reduce something like park patrol to just feeding the poor or just social work uh, why couldn't it be the Red Cross why is it Dorcas doing this ministry in what ways has park patrol been a ministry because it's what God it's what God led me to do. I mean, all right, you could go to the Red Cross and work in their op shops and things like that, yes, but that's not where God led me. No. And I, I guess as well the intention of this ministry is to bring God's love to people, not just to feed them. That's right. That's yeah. right. To, to, show, to, um, to show God's love in a practical way. Yes. I mean, you know, it's easy to say to people, God loves you. Mm. Words are easy to say. Yeah. But to to then show that love. And how how can you show that love? Yeah. And um we didn't preach to them in any way at all. If they asked us questions, we'd answer them. Mm. Um we did at Easter time and at Christmas supply them with 
tracks that explained exactly what Easter and Christmas was all about. That's the only, <laughs> what kind of ministry would you say? <laughs> well, I would encourage you by saying it was all ministry because I... Well, well I felt it was all ministry. I, it wasn't just going out and feeding the poor. To me, it was never just that. It was, yeah. it was doing something for God that God wanted me to do. Yeah. And how could I say no to God? That's right. I think James chapter 2 says, um, suppose a brother or sister is without clothes and daily food. If one of you says to them, go in peace, keep warm and well fed, but does nothing about their physical needs, what good is it? In the same way, faith by itself, if it is not accompanied by action, is dead. And I think the PWA ladies going forward, not just saying bless you or you should know Jesus loves you, but actually providing practical help. It's actually being a demonstration of your faith. It's a demonstration of what God has done for you by clothing you in righteousness. And Mm. you're clothing these men with beanies and socks. You're feeding them well. Um, I think it is a ministry, and I want to encourage you that it is. It's what God God wanted for those men. God loved those men. Yeah, and God calls us to demonstrate his love for us by sharing what we have with others, by caring for the vulnerable and the needy. That's right. That's right. That's, That's my idea anyway, yes. What have been some of the highlights of serving in this ministry? I'm... I think the thing that really stands out to me is often we'd go out and we might run out of sandwiches and some of them would miss out. I mean, some days we'd have more sandwiches than we needed, but some days we wouldn't. It wasn't once, but often one of the men that got a sandwich said to one of the men that hadn't got a sandwich, here, have some of mine. And I thought, here's somebody who's got nothing but is willing and without any pressure but from his heart offered half of what he had to somebody else. I mean... You know, people have got millions of dollars, but they don't always give it to people who need it. It really used to used to do something to me, nearly made me cry, actually, yeah. and, and think, oh, I wish I'd have bought more sandwiches and then they could have both had a sandwich. But also how beautiful to have not had enough sandwiches and been able to witness that moment. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Uh, you know and that sticks in my mind it doesn't take much to inspire people uh, to do what is good and what pleases god just simply by living it out yeah Mm. what have been some of the challenges that you faced with park patrol challenges i don't think there's been any (laughs) it's always been women in the country i mean even that was a thing Mm. when the country people were going through all that drought and everything we still received donations and often we'd get a lot more beanies and things like that where they probably had wool in their cupboard and they could knit them and they were still able to help us and 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 that also was similar to me 
to the man saying to the other man, you can have a sandwich. Mm. Here were these people that... They were going through a really hard time. They were going through really hard times, yeah. but they were still giving of yeah. themselves and what what they could. That's they still right. wanted to be part of it. It, it sounds so uh, beautiful to hear stories of a ministry that is embraced by the sisterhood of the PWA uh, that I don't think we see that happening as much in our denomination now. We see a lot of churches locally doing incredible ministry, but to hear of a ministry where statewide there were women contributing financially and with beanies and socks hand-knitted to support a very specific location, I just think it's beautiful to see everybody coming together yeah. In that ministry. Yeah. Um, am I right to think that the Park Patrol Ministry has now ceased operating or is it just in taking a break because of COVID? It has ceased. Mm -hmm. um, before the COVID came to us, yes. um, we were finding it quite difficult to get volunteers to go out. Mm. Um, but the people that did, often they would do, two, once upon a time you did one week a month and some of them were doing lots more than that towards the end. Uh, they were finding it difficult. And sometimes I think, well, God said, well, girls, you've done enough. And that's what it was. It, that was to me when I thought about it and talked to God about it. That was That was God saying, well, Park Patrol has done what I wanted it to do and I'm still waiting for God to tell me what he wants what he wants us to do yet he yeah. hasn't he hasn't told me or I haven't listened closely <laughs> enough yet <laughs> oh, that's, that's brought a tear to my eye Joan hearing just your acceptance for God's leading and decision in ending this ministry for now because I know how hard it is when you've done something so passionately and served so wholeheartedly to see it end it can be very hard to let go um, yeah. so I want to commend you for taking comfort in in God's words that that he's served out his purposes through park patrol you see and I think I think I was able to accept it too because now there are a, a lot of different organizations going out mm. some of them much bigger than the pwa and they take out barbecues and they cook them food and one one group have got a van um and it's got it's fitted out with a shower and and a washing machine so the men can yeah. have a shower. i mean god god hasn't abandoned my men no. um and and there are people who go out and give them food and things. So, so because I know they're not abandoned uh, and I know God wouldn't abandon them, I think I've been able to accept the end of Park Patrol. As you look back on the rich history of Dorcas and the Ministry of Park Patrol, what are you thankful for? Everything. Yeah. Thankful, first of all, for God to giving us this opportunity to serve him. Mm. I'm thankful for all the ladies who used to make pyjamas and, and clothes for children in Burnside and, and all those things. They've, yeah. they've always been, for 90 years, they've always, always been doing it and, and that's, that, that's good. That's, that's wonderful. Yeah, it that's is good. good. 
God is very gracious, Sylvia, yeah. very gracious. He's so faithful, isn't he, and so he kind is. to allow us to partner with him in his work. Yes, I, yes. I just sometimes think, you know, really, me, or really us? But, yes, God chooses but, us. That's right, yeah. that's right. And, and to me, I mean, you know, you say people say Park Patrol and they think of Joan, but Joan's had all these others. Joan was only one person. That's true. Joan was part of a team. Mm. And I, I never think of Park Patrol and Joan. I think of Park Patrol and my team of girls. I used to work in um, head office um, on a Wednesday and it just used to be so delightful from upstairs hearing the chatter of the ladies as they would be cutting the sandwiches and baking them, cutting them, freezing them, um, the conversations after they'd been out handing out the sandwiches. It was always beautiful to hear these women serving together. Um, it was real fellowship and real, a, a really loving action. That's right. That's yeah. right. And, and you know, and met met so many lovely, lovely people. Mm. Uh, As we look forward, uh, what are you hopeful for in ministry by the Dorcas Committee? I honestly don't know. Mm. I'm just praying that God will show me what he wants us to do. Yeah. I, I, I haven't got a clue. I haven't mm. got a clue. I, but I know God has, yes. and I know that I have to wait for him to tell me. Yeah. I, I can't hurry him up and say, well, listen, God, we, we haven't been doing anything for 12 months. Hurry <laughs> <laughs> up, get on our schedule. <laughs> But, I mean, Dorcas is still doing things with aged care and yeah. prisons. I mean, it's not that Dorcas isn't doing anything. But but I know, I know that God's got something for us to do mm. and in his time he will tell us. Amen. I just want to encourage you that the Lord has already laid out the good works for us to do. And so when it's time, he will show uh, you and every member of the Dorcas Committee, what's next? And he will lead each of us uh, in the path of serving him for the glory of his name. That's right. Fully believe that. Thank you so much for your time, Joan. Um, it's been so encouraging and edifying for me. Um, is it okay <laughs> if I pray? I would love you to pray for me because I'm just a very, very ordinary person, Sylvia. Nothing special about me. Just one of God's children. Loved by God and used by God for his glory. Isn't that right? Thank you, Sylvia. Let me pray. Uh, Father, we thank you so much that you have made Joan, your daughter, created in your image, that you have allowed her, along with this team of faithful women, to go out and be your hands and feet, bringing the love of Jesus to the homeless men in the parks in Sydney. Uh, we thank you so much uh, for the countless men who were clothed and fed for the countless women who, who made sandwiches, who put in all of this thought and effort to love those people who so many people ignore. We thank you uh, for each of the conversations that, that allowed these men to know that they were loved by you and loved by your children. We thank you for all of the stomachs that were filled and all of the cold bodies that were warmed. And we thank you that all of this points us to Jesus, who feeds us with his word, who clothes us in his righteousness. We pray for Joan and for Dorcas' ministry going forward, that they will continue to be responsive to you and follow you where you would like them to serve. And we eagerly wait to see the next chapter of this ministry. Amen.
listening to this episode of More Than a Cake Store. In our next episode, we hear from Ruth Myers, who heard the call of the gospel over 60 years ago to move to Somalia armed with just a nursing degree and a love for Jesus. Ruth's story is awe-inspiring. It's not just the stories of delivering babies, but also the story of God's love and power present through even the hardest times. We can't wait to share it with you. This podcast is a ministry of the Presbyterian Church of New South Wales Women's Ministry Committee. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, or at pcnswomen.org.au. If you've enjoyed this podcast, we ask that you share it with your friends so that they too will be encouraged by these conversations to take the gifts that God has given them and use them in service of Him.